Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. On this Thursday edition of the show, we are holding the line. We're not backing down. We're going to take back this nation. We're going to take back this territory for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us even until the end of the age. I want to welcome the broadcast. Thank you all around the world. Welcome to the Todd Coconato Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we're going to answer questions that you asked on our social media today. So many of you had asked questions on our post that we, we literally said, what should Pastor Todd talk about today? Well, we're going to answer those questions. Before we do that, though, just a few moments of housekeeping. Um, I, I do want to ask uh, if you're able, uh, we need financial support at this broadcast. We are fully listener supported. And uh, if you're able to help us uh, with a monthly donation, that would be huge. Uh, you can go to toddcoconato.com, toddcoconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com slash give. Uh, I'll just give you an example. Right now in my inbox, I have over a thousand emails, no joke, that I have to respond to. Social media, the same thing, uh, you know, more emails and, and messages through the messenger there. And it just goes on and on. We're trying to help every person that reaches out. Uh, some people are in very dire need right now. And so if you trust us as a ministry, uh, we are helping as many people as we can. We're doing everything that we can, uh, but we really need your help. There's not a lot of ministries out there doing the things that we're doing. And uh, we don't have the resources. We don't even have the resources of one mega church. Imagine if we had just one mega church's resources. We would be able to do so many things, uh, but we don't. Uh, but we believe that the Lord provides and he has provided. And then, you know, I stepped in this calling. I said yes to the Lord, uh, but I really, you know, we need your help. We need your support. So if you're able to help us, please go to toddcoconato.com slash give. And I just want to thank you to those that do stand with us. And trust me, it just means more than you know. I can't say thank you enough, uh, but we need we need help. So thank you guys for answering that call, especially in this very important hour. There's so many people that are writing about the vaccine mandates. There's so many people that are writing about, you know, how can I get some help? And, uh, you know, I have no problem helping each and every person that reaches out other than, you know, I'm one person. So um, that's, the, that's the thing is that we, we just need more resources. And, um, you know, I, I'm just asking if, if the Lord puts that on your heart, please help us. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. That's all I'm going to talk about that. Uh, but I want to welcome the broadcast today. And, uh, you know, I'm not heavy hearted, but I am, uh, you know, I have to deal with this. I have to get the joy of the Lord, which is a fruit of the spirit by spending time in the secret place. And I'm finding I'm spending more and more time in the secret place because of just some of the most egregious things that I'm reading about some of you that are dealing with uh, job loss or potential job loss due to the vaccine mandates. And, you know, my heart goes out to you and uh, I will tell you, it's affecting everybody. And, um, this is a very egregious situation in our nation, in our world. It's, it's very concerning. Uh, I think it's unconstitutional, um, but there's just some insane things that are happening, and I wish I could say that we were at the end of it, uh, but I think actually we're going to probably see more uh, pretty wild things as we go into this winter, and uh, I know many people, this is on your mind, and so I just want, you know, that's why this community is becoming so critical, crucial, and important. This is an infrastructure, and this is a, it's a way to fight back. It's a way to stand up. Uh, we are out there, you know, working with different nonprofits and other ministries and different things to to have alternative ecosystems, to find alternatives. Uh, just got a text right before 
I went on the broadcast where uh, another nonprofit that I know was able to hire somebody that uh, was was dealing with an issue with their job because of the mandate. So, you know, we're, we're like that middleman sometimes. We're doing everything that we can to support your situation. So many people writing out with different questions. And so um, we're doing everything we can. Please forgive me if we haven't responded yet, but we do get through the emails eventually. It's just there's a mountain of them, you know, and uh, I wish that we we had like all these people that we could hire, but we're just not in that position yet. Um, but I think that, you know, somebody's going to catch that vision. Somebody is, a, there's a benefactor out there. I know this, that's able to undergird this project and able to undergird our efforts. And uh, so we are the underground railroad for the remnant community. And this is, this is going to be more and more important as time goes on. I really believe it. Uh, regardless of what happens in our in our country, I really believe there's going to be a need for this community more and more, not only for the emotional support and the prayer support and the spiritual guidance, but also as a trade and barter system, as a way to get resources in your area, um, you know, connecting other remnant people. It, that's why we're getting pummeled by warfare. And, and you know, when I say that, I mean, we're winning, we're, we're taking territory and we're seeing uh, breakthroughs. I see breakthroughs like every day. Don't get me wrong. We're seeing breakthroughs. In fact, I put up a post yesterday and there were so many people that commented on it about their breakthroughs and, and miracles and things that have happened. And so thank you, Jesus. This community, we are seeing breakthroughs. We are taking the territory back for the kingdom of God. Uh, we are going to win. We're on the winning team. But the warfare, you know, think about this analogy. When they were taking the beaches of Normandy, okay, World War II, when they were storming the beaches of Normandy, you know, when they were getting, imagine what it felt like to, to be in that boat headed towards that beach or just to land on that beach and all of a sudden you're taking heavy fire. And, you know, I bet you a lot of those people that ended up surviving at that particular moment, they probably didn't think they were going to survive. And they, and, you know, somehow they got through it. The Lord got them through it. But many people did die that day, uh, you know, on D-Day. But then other people lived and and came home to have grandchildren and, you know, and, and, and so they fought for the country and thank you for your service. Everybody that served this country in, in one capacity or another, many of you are servants in, in many different ways. Some teachers, some first responders, there's many different people, you know, lay people, people that are in the ministry. Um, you know, many of you do things for your community, your activists, you're, you're involved, your parents, um, you know, you're real remnant warriors. And so thank you for your service and thank you for standing and thank you for not growing weary in doing good because we do win this in the end. Just like those people that survived the storming of the beach of Normandy at the moment in the battle, it was intense, but they, they went on to live and have a legacy. Many of those people, not everybody, uh, but we're going to be the people that even though we're in a fierce battle right now, we are going to survive this. We're going to get through this. And we're going to get to the other side victorious. It's just that it's an intense battle. And so we're in the battle right now. We're, we're like at the phase where you're like storming the beach, you know, and it's like, my gosh, you know, like they say, there's no atheists in a, atheists in a foxhole. And so um, this is why people are so hungry right now, you know, and it's like one phone call. Somebody will, you know, get me on the phone. And it's like, I can't get off because they have so many questions and so many, and it's like, you know, the pastor hardened me is like, well, I can't just, you know, you know, speed up this conversation. I have to talk to this person. This is a very important life moment for them. And I have that heart. So, but there's so, there's such a need. It's like the Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that's why we need each other. We need each other for so many different reasons. And that's why I appreciate you that, that are praying and interceding standing in the gap and thank you for your patience with me 
and and your mercy because I wish I could just respond right away, but it's just that we're we're a little overwhelmed, but in Christ we're able, you know, and in Christ we're gonna do it. And we're like the little engine that could, you know what I'm saying? We're the little ministry that could, and here we are. And yet the Lord has expanded the territory greatly, but we still need uh, additional support. So thank you for those that are able to help. Um, okay, so let's get through some of these questions here. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but somebody had a question on there. Um, this makes me think, are you the one writing these posts? Uh, that was a question from Jacqueline. Yes, Jacqueline, it is me. That's another thing that I do. I write uh, I write the posts. So um, just want you to know that once in a while, there'll be somebody that'll help me. But for the most part, especially the, the real posts, I, I write them all. Yeah, I mean, so... It's just another thing that I do because I feel like I should be writing. I don't think somebody should be writing for me, and I don't think somebody should be responding to emails for me because then you're not talking to me, and you want to talk to me, right? So I understand that. I'm a pastor. I want to be accessible, and um, so we're going to do this. We're going to do this, and I appreciate y'all, but no, I actually do. Um, Okay, so here's a question. It says, how can we pray for the individuals in our government? Uh, Prayer for those with evil agendas and prayer for those who have godly values. So the thing is this, there, there's a lot of people out there talking about um, Romans 13, okay? A lot of people. And, and they're like, we just got to obey the government. We just got to obey the government. The problem with that is when the government is turned tyrannical, you don't obey a tyrannical government. I'll give you an example. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Prime example right there. Those three did not bow down to a tyrannical government. Now, under this, this thought process that some of these pastors and people, I don't even know if I should call them pastors, excuse me. Uh, but, you know, these people are saying, well, we just got to obey government, Romans 13. Yeah, okay, tell that to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. No, when when a government is telling you to do something, you know, that's that's against your faith, that's against your, your belief and your conscience, you don't just bow down. I mean, I could just see the people in the days of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, you know, they're probably like, well, if you just bow down, you know, we'll get through this, you know, but no, no, that's not, no, <laughs> No, the whole thing is standing. That's why we talk about holding the line. That's why we talk about standing. It's exactly why. We've got to stand. We've got to hold the line. It's now or never, folks. It's now or never. Either we stand now or that's it for our country. And and subsequently, the whole world power structure will change because people are relying on the United States to hold back tyrants like Xi Jinping. Yes, he's a tyrant. Excuse me. Maybe they'll take down my post now. I don't know. But you know what? He he's he's unelected. I mean, he you know, come on. It's communist China. Okay? And so if America goes bye-bye, guess who takes over the world? China. I mean, there's already a, a threat about that right now. I mean, the fact that, you know, social media companies here in the United States are afraid of China. You know, movie companies here in the United States are afraid of China. It's amazing the influence that, but you know, political people, judges, all different types of corruption funded by China, our election in 2020. I mean, I could just go on and on. Okay. So this is a very, this is a brave hour. Like you got, we got to be brave. We got to have courage. We got to stand. No more of this Romans 13 stuff that people are trying to pull. Okay. If that's the case, then Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego would have just bowed down because it would have been a whole lot easier because they were obeying their government. But that's not a biblical principle. You, you follow the government. What that means is like you follow the law. You're not a criminal. You're not out there doing stupid things, you know, going against the, you know, the law of the land as long as it's a just law. Well, who's the judge of that, Todd? Well, the Bible's the judge of that, okay? The Bible tells us what's good and what's bad. If we study the basic instruction before leaving earth, <laughs> the Bible, the manual, and we know it, the things that go along with the Bible, we stand with. 
The things that go against the Bible, like abortion, we stand against. It's very simple. We, you could use that Romans 13 for abortion argument. I mean, so because it's a law that you can legally have an abortion, so is that it? We just bow down as the Christian community because of Romans 13? No. So we got to have some discernment here, guys. And I, I don't mean to sound frustrated, but I know most of you agree with what I'm saying. I mean, it is frustrating when some of these pastors just cave and capitulate and bow down, and then it's like, this is what we get. We get a bunch of wet noodles, a bunch of people with no spine. And that's why people are flocking to pastors that are willing to stand. That's why every single day people say, thank you so much, pastor, for standing. Well, yeah, there's a cost, just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, but there was another one in the fire, and he stood, and they, they survived. And I believe we're going to survive, but we got to stand up against tyranny. So yes, we pray for the individuals. You could pray for Joe Biden. You could pray for Kamala. But pray for them to get saved. Pray for them to, to not be so wicked. Pray for their, their wicked assignments and their and their the things that they're trying to push through would be thwarted in the name of Jesus. That's how we need to be praying. You know, that they would come and 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 turn to righteousness and repent of their unrighteousness and their sin and the nefarious plans that they have and all the different things that have that have corrupted them because they're demonized individuals. Oh, yeah, I could already see the fake news writing me. Pastor Todd says Biden is demonized. Well, you know, you either you either serve man or you serve God, and uh, you know them by their fruit, and it's as simple as that. And if you're serving man, then who do you you know? What's the number of man? Six six six, right? Enough said. Okay, so uh, yeah, you could pray for them. Definitely pray for them to to turn their lives around. Uh, you could pray for the assignment of hell to be thwarted. But uh, you know, the evil agendas. I mean, the only thing that you could pray is for them, you know, to be thwarted and stopped. And, and pray for their souls, but we're not going to pray for them to prosper, have favor. You know, what, what kind of favor are you praying for? Demonic favor? Because what they're trying to accomplish is, is evil. And we can tell that just by our, you know, again, you know them by their fruit. Test the spirits, right? So great question, though. Thank you for the question. Uh, Thomas, you said, if someone believes uh, this is the end of the world, uh, then it will be the end. If people believe this is a beautiful new beginning... And that's what it will be. Majority rules and God is counting. He says he knows all. Better step it up because uh, when he does the tally, it's up to us. Well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, like you said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, you know, if we're speaking death, 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 it's the end, it's the end, we're defeated, we're defeated. Well, you know, yeah, that's going to be our fate, right? I mean, it's just like the spies that looked and said, oh my gosh, there's giants in the land, you know, and then that was it, right? They didn't, they didn't enter into the promised land at that time. Why? Because they spoke death and they were afraid of the ites on the land. We can't be afraid. We got to be like David with his smooth stones, you know, and that one that first shot right there, boom. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need. To, we need to be people of faith like Moses, that part of the Red Sea. Uh, we need to be people of faith. Okay. We, you know, you've probably fought a lion and a bear, maybe not in reality, but I mean, you've, you fought something that was very vicious in your life. Maybe it was a divorce or you know, people that came against you or accused you or you went through something. Maybe you were charged with something. Maybe you have a past. That's okay. You know what? That's that's who the Lord hung out with when he was fully God and fully man. He was hanging out with prostitutes and tax, you know, bad people, bad people. But yet, you know what? God redeemed those people and he redeems you and I. And that's the whole thing. So look, we got to stand like, like Thomas is saying, we got to rise up. And uh, that's the truth. We, we got to stand for right. Now is the time to stand. Now is the time to stand. So good good question. Uh, but I do believe life and death is in the power of time. And if we go around 
and we just have this defeatism mentality like we're done, then that will be our fate. We'll go into captivity like the children of Israel. But if we stand, if we, if we declare, if we decree, if we call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Will be saved. Yes, that's what it says. Um, the Bible says the faithful fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay, so we got to be faithfully fervently praying. Uh, the Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. Well, we better start fasting. That's why we've already had two corporate fasts in the last couple of months. And we're going to have a third pretty soon. National Day of Repentance is coming up. Okay. Yeah. These are the things that we're doing to fight back, to stand up. So great, great stuff. Okay. Uh, Cynthia, you said strength for the weary, hope and victory for those feeling stuck. Well, hallelujah. The word of God, it declares that over us. It says that we have hope in a future. It actually tells us don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promises of God, which are yes and amen, hope and a future. God says he made us fearfully and wonderfully. He made us for a time as this. He made us for this season. It's no mistake that we're alive right now. It's God sees your situation. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. He hears your prayers. The enemy wants us to think that God doesn't hear our prayers. God does hear our prayers. And we've got to keep pushing ahead. We, we're, we're, we're built to be overcomers. You know, everything, it, it, to live is Christ, to die is gain. You know, we, we have the Savior of the world, Jesus. He gave his, you know, God gave his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, okay? That we can live eternally. He bridged the gap between sin and death. He has defeated the world. He's overcome the world. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So we can't grow weary. People say, well, is there hope? Yes, there is hope. The hope has a name. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. When you get discouraged, when you get tired, when you get weary, listen, I mean, even right now, I'm speaking to myself. Go into the secret place. Fill yourself up. Listen to worship music. Call upon the name of the Lord. Ask him to intervene in your situation. I believe he will. How do I know that? He's done it for me so many times. So Cynthia and everybody that's listening, just continue to press ahead. Know that God has a victory for you. I'm hearing breakthrough after breakthrough, even in the midst of this crazy situation. I put up a post yesterday. If you want to be encouraged, go up on my social media page on Facebook, at uh, Real Todd Coconado, and we put up a post last night, and, and so many people have written just amazing stories of breakthrough. And many of you have experienced breakthrough. So remember the last time the Lord came through for you? Remember when it was like, it seemed like there was no hope? Remember when it seemed like there was just no way out and then God made a way? Well, if he did it for that situation, he'll do it for this one too. I've seen God come through so many times, my friends, in my personal life. When I thought I had hit a wall, when I thought I was done, but I called upon the name of the Lord and he came and rescued me. And he'll do the same for us in this situation. Hallelujah. Great question, Cynthia. Uh, Christopher, you said bad leaderships at churches. Well, yeah, there's, there's definitely some bad people that have been put into positions of power and authority. Uh, these are sometimes they find somebody with talent instead of with anointing. Uh, sometimes somebody sells themselves really well, and, and maybe the hiring pastor, whoever's doing the, the decision-making, uh, lacks discernment, or they, they buy, uh, you know, this person does a real good job of presenting themselves, and, and meanwhile, they're not really anointed by God, or they're not really the right person. Sometimes it's just warm body syndrome. They just literally just put someone in to put them in, or you know maybe it's a, a kid of somebody big in the church, or you know something like that. And uh, and and this is what happens. There is bad leadership, but you know what? If, if that's really the case, 
And I'm, I mean, I think God is going to deal with a lot of these people. I'm already seeing it happen. There's a, there's a separation of the wheat from the chaff that's happening right now. I think you see it too. God is exposing certain things. He's allowing them to be exposed. Uh, there's a, this is the biggest sifting I've ever seen in my life in the body of Christ. It's a little uncomfortable, maybe a lot uncomfortable, but God, listen, if, if it's, if there's somebody in leadership that shouldn't be there and they're doing nefarious things or they're doing things that, that dishonor God or whatnot, I really believe these things we've been praying, what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. And I believe this is that season, ladies and gentlemen, don't, if you're doing something like that, repent and stop it immediately. Okay, because God is not messing around right now. I'm going to tell you something. He is not messing around. And so I think a lot of these bad leadership people are going to be dealt with. If, if you ask me, Chris, I think God's already doing it. Uh, he is our defense. He knows uh, these people are going to have to stand before the throne of glory one day, and they're going to have to answer to God for what they do. Maybe, maybe they don't have any major consequence in this world, but boy, they're going to have to stand before the throne one day. So that's why when I stand before the throne, I want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you. you. You did it. You passed it. Um, some of us are going through some big tests right now. Are you going through a test? You know, a lot of times the teacher is most quiet during the test. If you're not hearing from the Lord, well, maybe you're going through a test. And, and, and you have to just ask the Holy Spirit, what do I need to do to pass this? I told you the other day in the secret place for me, God gave me a huge revelation that I would have not have seen if I wasn't in the presence of God and God didn't alert me through discernment and through the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, we talked about self-control, and it's so important for us to have self-control. It's so important to know I wasn't going to do something crazy for somebody who, who's sitting and listening. Oh, what was Pastor Todd going to do? No, that's not the situation. Relax. But I'm just saying, like when you're in the secret place, God alerts you to things. He shows you things. That's why we've got to be in the spirit. That's why, you know, how do we get in the spirit? Well, we spend time with the Lord. Faith comes from what? From hearing. Hearing what? Hearing the word of God. We've got to become lovers of the word. It's so important for us to become lovers of the word. We've got to. Hallelujah. Love the word. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And by the way, he's enough. He's enough. He is that strength. He is that hope. Amen? So anyway, Chris, I'm sorry that you've been dealing with these bad leaders. And trust me, I've been around. I've been in the body of Christ. I've seen bad leaders. It's just a sad thing, you know, but it's a, it's a reality. And I think God is dealing with it. And uh, this isn't like being in a job or, you know, in the corporate world where you have somebody that doesn't work as a slacker or whatever. No, if you're in a position of authority in the body of Christ, you better be careful. If you're not, if you're not wholeheartedly serving the Lord walking in righteousness, walking in, in consecration, because leaders are judged to a different standard. So, okay, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, Christina, you said, uh, how all of this ties into the end times? Ooh, these are good ones. I think we need to be reminded how this uh, relates to biblical prophecy in the book of Revelation. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that, that's a whole show in and of itself. It's probably like a series of shows, uh, but I'm trying to get through your, you know, as many questions as I can on today's broadcast. But here's what I would say about that. Um, look, you know what? Obviously the hour's late. Obviously things are happening right now. We see them happening. We know that something is happening that's, you know, not normal. Okay. This is extraordinary. It's an extraordinary time. It's the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. What I mean by that is, is that even though there's horrible things that are happening, there's also amazing things. Uh, I, I have never seen the harvest so, so ripe. 
uh, people are open. People that you know in the past were not open, and they're and they're, they're saying, Pastor Todd, I want to hear the truth. I know that you have answers. I need answers. These are people that used to shun me. These are people that didn't want to hear me before. Thought I was crazy. Now all of a sudden they're they're emailing me. So there's hope. There's a huge harvest. God is moving. There's miracles happening. Signs and wonders are happening. Uh, just last night I I just popped into a service and you know laid hands on somebody. Man, the Lord moved. It was powerful. It was so awesome. I mean, it, God is just moving. It is crazy. I've never seen anything like in all the years of ministry. And we've seen some powerful miracles over the years. But just know God is moving. But this is a late hour. I don't know that it's necessarily the end times. I guess it is. I mean, I don't think we're in like, you know, the tribulation is what I'm saying. But I think we're on the cusp of that. I also feel like we're in the beginning stages of the greatest harvest ever seen. The end time harvest. So the hour is late. I mean, Christ could come back at any moment. You know, I mean, no one knows the day or the hour. I'm not trying to profess like I do. Uh, but I think all this ties in, even with the V and all these these pressures. I mean, what does the Bible say about the mark of the beast that no one will be able to buy or sell? Well, we're seeing at least a precursor to that or maybe some type of, of, of mind programming, right? Like getting us ready. And uh, these things are Orwellian. They're draconian. It's like, are, is this really happening? Like people are still kind of blown away. But the Bible said these things would happen. So study the book of Revelation. Study the book of Daniel. Get to know what the word of God says about the end times. Be prepared. Get your house in order. Um, you know, the Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. We want to be that church. We want to be the church of Philadelphia. We want to be the on fire church. We want to be the remnant. Okay, those that are willing to stand for righteousness. Does that mean we're perfect? No, we're not perfect, but it means that we're willing to stand. It means that we're repentant. It means that we truly honor and love the Lord. So great, great question. I'm going to do more into that. I know you're probably saying, well, that's not enough. I promise you I'll talk more about that, uh, Christina. On a, on a, we'll do a full show on that very soon. Uh, Carol, you said, um, I am due for the Booster V. I had no problems with the first two. Should I get the booster? Well, Carol, here's the thing. I've been very adamant about saying as a faith leader, as a pastor, that I am not giving, um, you know, I'm not telling people go get it, okay? And I think that that's something that a pastor should not do. In fact, I've criticized Franklin Graham and a few others for doing that. Even though I love Franklin Graham, I think on that particular issue, and, and President Trump, the same thing. I disagree. Um, I Look, here's the thing. From a wisdom standpoint, you know, I to me, this is a new technology. Uh, it's different than other Vs, okay? Um, usually the technology is that, you know, they'll put a little bit of the virus in you and then your body will build immunity. That's kind of how things have worked in the past. This is a different type of technology. It's messenger, M, uh, you know, mRNA, okay? And, it, and what it does is it's a different thing. Uh, you can listen to what Klaus Schwab says about it. You can listen to many of these doctors like Dr. Artis and um, just so many people, uh, you know, Judy Mikovic. I mean, there's so many people that have been out there that have been uh, breaking this down from a medical standpoint. I would just say, do your research, um, you know, you can go on a rumble and, and put in those people's names. Um, you can, uh, there's other people that have been out there that have been talking about this. There's a lot of information on it out there. I would, I would read up on it. I'd be wise. And, uh, you know, just remember this is, uh, this is new, this is new and we don't know the long-term ramifications. And just from a wisdom standpoint, is it wise to put something that you don't know? I don't, I mean, you think about that, right? Uh, just, you know, I would really pray about it, okay? But I'm definitely not pushing, and I'll tell you that right now. And I think most of you know where I stand on this, but I, I really feel like you got to take it to the Holy Spirit and spend time in the secret place and ask the Holy Spirit what you're meant to do. It's a big decision. 
but thank you for, for asking me that question. And um, I'm going to throw it back to you. And I'm going to say that you really should go to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and discernment. And my advice as a pastor, research, 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 research. Okay, um, on to the next one. Uh, Gwen, you said, what does the Bible say about self-defense versus being uh, led to slaughter like a lamb? Um, So I think what you're talking about is murder versus like if you're in a war scenario. And um, to my knowledge, and I've asked this question before to really prominent theologians, and there is a difference between when you're in a war and you're a soldier and you're out there killing the enemy because, it, you know, in the Bible, if you think about the children of Israel did that, right? They were in wars. They were, they were battling for Israel and the Bible didn't call them murderers. Uh, but there were situations where the Bible does refer to, yes, this is murder. You know, the taking of someone's life, you know, that's murder. So there is a difference there because if you think about it from a biblical standpoint, obviously the children of Israel, including David, King David himself was a warrior. So he would go out there, you know, and fight wars and the, you know, now they do, you know, he, he was involved with, uh, you know, uh, the murder that happened uh, of his, of his buddy because he wanted his wife. Um, but, but that's a, you know, that's, that was murder, right? I mean, he was involved in that. Um, but with the situation of him going to war, uh, that's a different story. So, um, you know, the Bible doesn't say that was murder. And so I'm going to, I'm going to take it as that's what it is. If you're a soldier, if you're in a war scenario, I think the Lord looks at it differently and that's my opinion. And I think many theologians would agree with that um, versus, um, you know, if you if you are premeditating, thinking about killing somebody or you do kill somebody or you murder the innocent, uh, that's murder. I mean, you know, killing of a baby for abortion is murder. Now, would the Lord forgive you if you repent? Absolutely. If you've had three, four abortions and then you repent, thank God we serve a merciful God. But you got to be wholeheartedly repentant and you got to turn away from your sin. You know, you got to turn away from your unrighteousness. So that's the key on that one, you know. Uh, but great question. Boy, you guys are, these are like stumpers, you know, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Okay. Um, so I think that's what you were asking. Now you said being led to the slaughter like a lamb. What does the Bible say? Okay. I, I let me say something else about this. Cause now I think I'm, I think of what you're understanding, what you're saying here. So I think what you're saying is like, do we defend ourselves if people are trying to kill us? The answer is yes. Um, you do need to defend yourself. If someone's trying to kill you, you have that right. Uh, that right of self-defense. I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, now, there is a scripture that says, turn the other cheek. I think that's a different situation. That's kind of saying, like, be humble. You know, in other words, like, don't don't go out there and be violent. You know, let, let you know, sometimes we uh, we'd humble pie as believers. We let the Lord be our defense, right? And, and many times the Lord has angels around us protecting us. And, you know, he spared my life and protected me in many dangerous situations over the years. I know many of you have been through similar things. But I also don't think like we're just stupid and we just, you know, we're like lambs going to the slaughter. No. Okay. That goes back to the Romans 13 thing. That goes back to, uh, you know, bowing down. No, we don't just bow down. We don't just capitulate. There's a time uh, to stand. And I believe that's that's now, you know, for some of us, right? For many of us. So um, hopefully that answers that question. And I can go into that a little bit more in depth. I mean, listen, I'm I'm answering these off the cuff. So please, for the heresy hunters out there, have a little mercy on me. Um, this is all from memory, just so you know. I'm not looking at notes. I'm not. This is literally all from memory. So please have some mercy on me if I've said something a little bit wrong. Um, but from the most part, uh, these are things that I know just from studying for many, many years. So great question. Okay, uh, Anna Connors, you said the Holy Spirit and how He comforts us, teaches us, and is so for us. Well, that's true. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Thank you, thank you. You know what? I I want to talk more about the Holy Spirit because. I think that that's something that we need to talk about. And so 
We're going to go to a little bit of break here. When we come back on the Todd Coconut Show, I continue to answer questions from the audience. We're going to we're going to start back with the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? You know, how do we find comfort in the Holy Spirit, and how do we learn from the Holy Spirit? So we'll be right back with more of the Todd Coconut Show. Hey, everybody, Pastor Todd here. Hey, have you gone to the remnant.news store? Do you know about the remnant.news store? We actually have a bunch of affiliate programs on remnant.news slash store. And if you go on there, uh, you can see a bunch of different people like Mike Lindell, for instance, that have given us the promo code RMNT. So if you go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, you put in the promo code RMNT, you're actually not only helping Mike Lindell and everything that he's doing, but you're also helping us here at the Todd Coconato Show. And so we just want to remind you, there are some affiliate programs that help us fund this operation. Uh, Really appreciate you guys, everything that you do. And um, there's also some t-shirts on there. There's uh, all kinds of survival stuff, like, um, for instance, a solar power generator. Um, So we try to think of it all. There's gold and silver, um, but we really need your support. And and if you go to the remnant.news store, which you can just go to remnant.news and pull down the menu and, and click on store, Uh, or I think it says deals for remnant warriors. Um, That's another way that we fund the operation. So very, very helpful to us. And it also uh, some great product and things that are helping patriots like Mike Lindell. I want to thank you guys. God bless you. So on Sundays, now we're having church services. That's right. Every Sunday we've got church services. Many people have been saying for a long time, I can't find a remnant church in my community. Pastor Todd, will you do a Sunday service? Well, we started and we're doing them. We're doing Sunday services again. Now, remember, I pastored for 17 years in Los Angeles, California, uh, but now we have an international remnant community. It's amazing what God is doing, and you can watch uh, the Sunday services. Just go to ToddCoconato.com, and you just click down the menu, and it actually says live, and so we've got it broadcasting on the website. We've got it broadcasting on social media, Uh, but join us for Sunday service here at The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconato, God bless you. All right, we're back. Welcome to the Todd Coconato Show, second half of the show today. God bless you. It is the 28th of the great month of October. My goodness, can you imagine only two more months and then the year's done? What a year. (laughs) What a year. (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to continue to be answering questions, listener questions, great listener questions. Thank you guys so much for these questions. You know, on the break there, I was really thinking about Carol and about the booster vaccine. You know, we're really praying for you, Carol, on this decision. It's a very tough decision. So many of you guys got so many tough decisions right now. And uh, I think you know where I stand on it, but I want you to hear from the Lord. And I think that's a very important thing that you pray and you ask the Lord. And so, all right. uh, So we're we're talking about Anne's question, the Holy Spirit and how he comforts us and teaches us. And uh, this is needed. Listen, um, you know, there's there's a segment of the quote unquote church that doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Let's just be honest. They're not spirit-filled. And uh, you, you might say, well, that's me. Um, I don't think that's you because if you're here, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you may not realize it. Uh, maybe you haven't given your heart to the Lord. Now, if you haven't given your heart to the Lord, then then, then you need to do that because um, it'll be the most important decision you ever make in your life is giving your heart to Jesus. This is the biggest decision I ever made. Listen, I got married It's an amazing woman. She's awesome. I love her to death. I love my daughter to death. But the biggest decision I ever made, and even though marriage was huge and choosing my profession was huge, the biggest decision I ever made as a human in my life was giving my heart free will. I had free will, but I gave my heart to Jesus. 
And uh, you can do the same if you haven't given your heart to him. It's the biggest decision, the most important decision. You will step out of a you know life of darkness and hopelessness because there is no, listen, in the world, you may have a lot of things. You may have a lot of money or resources or things, but that's empty. That's broken. When I was in Hollywood and I was hanging out with a bunch of celebrities in my, in my young 20s, you know, my teens in my young 20s before I got saved and then I got stabbed. It's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, I, I thought I had it figured out, but there was always this void. There was always a big, huge void. And no matter how hard I would party or how great the night would be or, you know, who I hooked up with or all these great things that I thought I was doing as a little youngster, I was empty. I was confused. I needed the solution. And that void was only filled when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate void filler. And his Holy Spirit, when you accept him in your heart as Lord and Savior, his Holy Spirit comes and lives in you and, and gives you discernment, gives you wisdom, understanding. Now, of course, we got to go deeper. The Bible says, die to your flesh daily. We got to die to our flesh daily. We got to overcome the challenges of this world. There are many, the fiery darts of hell. But what does the Bible say? The gates of hell will not prevail. We are on the right side. We're on the winning team. We win. It's a fixed fight. So hold the line, press in, stand on the promise of God. But the spirit of the living God is our comforter. He's enough. He's everything. He's more than enough. Literally more than enough. He's, it's abundance. When you're walking in the spirit of God, you're walking in the flow. It doesn't matter what's going on. Listen, of course we care about what's going on around us, right? And we have authority to pray and to cast out the demonic and to, and, you know, like the ekbalo, go out, cast out, drive out. Ekbalo is the term in Greek, but that's what it means to go out, to cast out, to drive out. We have that ability. We have so much authority in Jesus. We can turn this whole thing around. You know, if the, if the church collectively repents, that's where we're having the national day of repentance. If the church collectively repents, then that's it. That's a game changer. If we take authority over the demons and scorpions, that's literally the verse I put up today. We have the power to trample on scorpions and devils and demons. That's who we are. We're demon slayers in the kingdom of God. If we're anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, if we have the Holy Spirit in us, that's the, that's the force. That's God in us. God in us. And that's why we're able to do these things. If you want to read about it, read Acts chapter 2, in the upper room where the Holy Spirit came. And they started speaking in other tongues for those that don't believe in that. Okay, it's, it's clear, the evidence of tongues, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you don't speak in tongues, I'm not saying you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, but you might want to pray and ask the Lord to give you a heavenly language. What are you talking about, Pastor Todd? I'm talking about going in deeper. All of us need to do it sometimes. It's in the word of God. The word of God is true. I'm just the messenger, okay? I'm just the messenger. And I don't get everything right, by the way. Like I said, this is live. I mean, this is live radio that's being recorded. I don't go back and edit. I don't have time, okay? So I'm just speaking off the cuff right now. So I might make a mistake or a grammatical error here or there or whatnot or misspeak or something. But for the most part, I'm just quoting the word of God and what the word of God says, you know? And, and many of you guys understand that because why do you know it? Because you read the word and you know what the word says. And the deeper that we go in the word, the more set up we are for success here on earth. So that's another thing. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, go into the Word. Find out about the Holy Spirit. You know, it's very easy. There's so many tools today. You know, there's concordances and, and different resources and tools where you can literally find where the Bible talks about. You know, all you really got to do is put in a search engine like scriptures about the Holy Spirit and, and start learning, learning about the Holy Spirit, digging in, going deeper. And if you do that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce so much fruit. You know, for a season, I just spent time in... in um, 
Northridge, California, I would go every day before because I was bivocational as a pastor, and I would go into uh, the house of prayer in Northridge. It's called Houses of Light. Pastor Nets Gomez, he was somebody who was very influential in my life, a good friend, and he had a house of prayer. And all that was is I would go in there at like 5.30, 6.30 in the morning, super early, and I'd go and pray in that house of prayer. And I did that for a season. Actually, Lou Angle used to come down, uh, you know, some really amazing people that would be in that house of prayer with us. And we'd be praying, we'd be calling upon the name of the Lord, and I'll tell you, I grew so much in that time of being in the house of prayer and spending time in the secret place, even corporately with about five or six intercessors, sometimes more, where we were just calling upon the name of the Lord and going deeper. But that, that was Holy Spirit stuff, guys. I'm telling you, it revolutionized my life. The Holy Spirit has changed my life. I couldn't, I would not be where I am today. I would not have the joy. Sometimes I sound really, you know, passionate, right? <laughs> Those of you that listen on a regular basis, yeah, that's that's an understatement. But here's the thing. I just want you guys to know this. When I get off the broadcast, for the most part, I go and enjoy my life. Even though the world's going crazy, I go and enjoy my life. Because why? I have the peace that passes understanding. And that comes from my relationship with God and being filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to. And so study it. I can't, you know, I can't cover everything on a broadcast. But I can tell you, if you do this, you're going to be set up for success. If you do this, you're going to go deeper with the Lord. So, you know, the homework assignment is go and learn the scriptures about the Holy Spirit, what God says about the Holy Spirit, how important the Holy Spirit is for us to operate in, for us to be walking in the, in the anointing, and to understand what we're able to do. That's why a lot of times on Sunday, I talk about who we are and what we're able to do, because a lot of people don't know who we are and what we're able to do. In Christ, we are, listen, we, are, we have the power the Bible says, literally, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. We have the power to bind and loose. We have the power to take back the territory. We have the power, the Bible says, faith of a mustard seed can move the mountain. We've got some mountains around us right now, but guess what? We have the tools, prayer, intercession, calling upon the name of the Lord, spending time in the secret place, fasting, understanding our authority in Jesus Christ and what we're able to do. And that all is powered by the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I talked about self-control. That's powered by the Holy Spirit. That's how we get it. I don't have the self-control. I'm not able to do it on my own. It's a, it's, a, it's a collaborative effort with the Holy Spirit in me that gives me the strength not to fall, not to do stupid things that I otherwise probably would do because I have conviction, because I'm filled with the Spirit, because the Spirit convicts me. And we have to live like that. I'm no better than you. We all need to live this way. I, I'm, I'm, you know, listen, I, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. You're a sinner in need of a savior. But what we've done is we've accepted Jesus in our heart. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit comes. If it's a wholehearted decision and we're really giving our, our life to the Lord, then the Holy Spirit comes. So if, if you feel like you're not filled with the Spirit, just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be anointed. I want to be filled with your presence. I want to go deeper with you. Let me experience you, Lord God. Go deeper with him. Put, put time aside each day to get alone whether it's in a room where you close the door, it's in a closet, I don't, you know, wherever, in your car, you got to go down by the creek, I don't know, on the top of the mountain, but get somewhere alone, if you can, every day, and go deeper in your walk with Jesus. And that's going to set you up for success. That's going to give you the joy and the peace to get through this and the comforting that Ann is talking about. Great question. All right, I'm going to go through a couple more. We're running out of time. We'll probably have to do some more of these tomorrow. Uh, but Valerie, you said, what's in the vaccine? That makes it poison. And why are pastors taking the vaccine? <laughs> well, there's certain things on social media that we're not allowed to talk about. And that happens to be one of them. But I will tell you this. Um, 
please pray about it, pastors especially, but everybody. Just think logically, okay? Just think logically. Do your research. You know, do your research. Listen to some alternative voices that are out there because the mainstream is there's a lot of censorship going on. And so people that are real experts on this, including the guy that literally, you know, was one of the creators of the art, um, what is it, the mRNA technology even came out and they silenced him. So just do your research on it. Listen to some of these doctors that are real, you know, these virologists and people that have some real insight. And I think you're going to be surprised at some of the things they're saying. Um, all right. So, uh, Donna, you said, why the Pope and the Catholic Church is supporting the V mandate? So apparently this is on a lot of your minds. Well, listen, um, this Pope is has shown his colors. The Bible says you know them by their fruit. Uh, the remnant Catholic people, and yes, there are remnant people in this community that are Catholic. And I believe they're saved. Okay, because there's no denominations in heaven. And so if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you know, that's the, the qualifications. And then, you know, you, you, you know the Lord. You, you go deeper in your faith walk, you know, and, and you consecrate yourself and you repent of sin and unrighteousness. You can do that if you're Catholic. If that's what you want to call yourself, Catholic, or you want to call yourself something else, there's no denominations in heaven. The bottom line is, do you know Jesus? Because the Bible says, you know, I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. Well, there's there's people that think they know Jesus, but don't have a personal relationship. So that's why I enunciate so often time in the secret place. You know, I think there's there's people of, of various, you know, denominational backgrounds that are saved simply because they're real and they have a real relationship with Jesus. And that's what Jesus cares about. But if you're not doing the things that the word of God says and you haven't yet really had, if it's more religion than relationship, then it doesn't matter if you're Baptist or Pentecostal or Catholic. If, you, if you're just in religion, you're not saved. You've got to have that personal dialogue, that personal relationship with Jesus. It's a two-way conversation. It's a lifestyle change. You can't just, you know, somebody recently said, like, you don't change when you get to know Jesus. That's nonsense. Of course you change. Everything changes. I mean, literally, the old person dies. You know, not, not in, the, in the physical sense, but, you know, you're, you're, you're a whole new creation. You know, like I was talking about yesterday, that's why you get baptized because it's an outward expression of an inward change. That inward change is cataclysmic. It's huge. It's, it's night and day. You step out of a life of sin and death. You step out of darkness and into the light. And so, um, listen, this Pope is, is scary. And, and many people that are real believers in the Catholic Church realize it. They realize that he's, I don't believe he's saved. I, you know, look, that's up to God. But the fruit, the Bible says you know them by their, their fruit. Well, the fruit of his life He's supporting things that are against the word of God. So how can that be? It's, it's, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe you disagree. I probably get some hate mail for this. I get hate mail every day, by the way. I also get a lot of great mail, uh, great mail and hate mail, <laughs> uh, but I do get some hate mail. And so um, somebody will probably be mad at me, but I, I don't have a good feeling about this Pope. I, you know, the Bible says test the spirits. When I, when I see what he's up to, it, it seems to me that he is uh, on the, on the wrong side. And so it doesn't surprise me uh, that they're pushing some of these things. Uh, but we need to make sure that we're on the right side. And so that's where discernment comes in, spending time in the secret place, inquiring of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, listening to good counsel, uh, looking and, and knowing and reading the Word of God and hiding it in your heart. And uh, it, it, discernment is so key. It's so important for this hour, you know. Um, Grant, you said, I'd love to hear you talk about the rapture. Oh, boy. See, th these questions today, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. But these are like gotcha questions <laughs> for a pastor. Because anytime I talk about the rapture, people are like, well, you're, you know, you're post-trib or you're pre-trib or you're mid-trib. You know, so it's, it's one of those hot-button issues. 
And uh, so what we'll do, uh, Grant, is that's another one that it's kind of like a whole program that I got to dedicate to that. Um, so we will put that on our agenda and we'll talk about that soon. Uh, but here's the thing. No one knows the day nor the hour. And we do believe that the people of God are going to be, you know, there's a scripture that says you're caught up. So listen, I would love for the pre-trib people to be right and for us to be raptured out of here. Uh, but, you know, there's also a really good chance that that doesn't happen right away and that we live through at least part of the tribulation. That's the mid-trib people. And for the post-trib people that think that we're going to live through the whole tribulation, there's a possibility that's true, too. So what I would say is get your house in order, get your mind right, learn to, you know, uh, that earlier question of, of allowing the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, to find your joy, your peace, and your hope in Jesus Christ, to spend time in the secret place every day, renewing, recharging, refreshing, worshiping, praising, praising the Lord in the middle of the storm. Learn to be a good worshiper and a good praiser. Uh, If you do that, you're going to be set up for success because you will find joy in the middle of your trial and your test. And so that's what my recommendation is for the short version, but we'll get into the more long explanation of the rapture. But I think it's a great question, Grant. And uh, I also just want to say, no one know if somebody's telling you that God is going to, you know, Jesus is going to come back in like, you know, February of 2022, they're lying to you because no one knows the day nor the hour. But the Bible says, look up. The Bible says, get your house in order, be ready. And so I don't think now is definitely not a time to be messing around. There's some people that I know that are here today and gone tomorrow. And if the Lord decides to call us home tomorrow, we better be ready. Amen. All right. Well, guys, guess what? Those, those are about the, uh, the questions that I can get through today. Um, there's a lot more that I'd like to go through here. We still have a good amount of questions uh, that we're going to go through. Um, so, so what we're going to do is, uh, yeah, they're, they're telling me I got to go here. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconado Show today. It's been a good one. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you like these. Uh, we'll definitely do some more questions and answers. I think maybe tomorrow. I usually don't do a show on Friday because I'm preparing uh, for the weekend and, and the church service on Sunday. But if I'm able to do a show tomorrow, I will. Otherwise, I'll be back Monday with more of the Todd Coconado Show. Uh, please help us, support us. You can go to the website, toddcoconado.com, toddcoconado.com slash give. And we love you guys. We bless you. If you're in a real emergency situation and you really, really need to talk to me, Put in the subject line, emergency. Put in the subject line, emergency, and we will bump that email up to the top. And so if you're in a dire situation, you're in an emergency, I want to make sure that we get to you. And so uh, if you're in an emergency, make sure you put emergency in the subject line. God bless you guys. We'll be back. I love you so much. I appreciate you. This is Pastor Todd Coconado. God bless.